on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome into another edition of the Gagum 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by a special guest today, David Ware, who does a great job running App State Mania on the 24-7 Sports Network. And um, as A&M gets ready for Appalachian State this week, really encourage people to, to head over there and, and check out his work as well. David, how are you doing? And, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, great to be with you. Looking forward to uh, making a bucket list trip to uh, the College Station and experiencing the game day down there. Yeah, that was one of the one of the first things I wanted to ask you was um, Appalachian State's obviously no stranger to going on some of these you know big trips. They went to Penn State in 2019 and or 2018 and North Carolina 2019, Miami 2021. Um, what's what's been the talking buzz about heading down to College Station and that that um, that game? Well, you know, I, I mean, I think it's the it's the kind of conversation you'd expect around it. Um, you know, Texas A and M is its own brand and. You know, that's a that's a game day environment that's got a lot of mystique around it. And, uh, you know, I think any college football fan would like to be a part of that. And then, you know, there's the the added element of it being an SEC game. Um, you know, we've not not had a ton of SEC matchups over the year. Been to Auburn, uh, been to LSU. We've done uh, a game at Tennessee. You know, this is something really unique for our fan base. Um, obviously, we've got alumni in that Texas market, too. So. Uh, it's a great opportunity for them to be able to come out and, and see the home team on the road. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a great matchup. And, you know, I, th- I think it's one of those opportunities we have as a, as a program, uh, especially one that has really run some power five teams to the wall. Um, you know, it, it, we always come in with maybe a little added pressure, but it, it's pressure that the program wants. Yeah. They've obviously had had you know the big upset that everybody remembers over over Michigan and and Jimbo Fisher talked about that yesterday, um, you know just that he saw this App State program really you know on the cusp of beating somebody when App State went to LSU um, a couple of years before that and you know he really spoke highly of the of of their ability to play in any sort of conference. What did you make of those? comments and and um do you think that's something that you know app state could play in a power five conference potentially and um have success there well you know it's a it's a much debated topic among app state fans and uh as bizarre and and frequent as realignment has been over the past few years i'd never rule anything out you know i think from a football perspective um you know certainly app state has shown that they can compete on that level uh, but I think we all understand the, the 
resources that that takes financially. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's not just about competing in football. You know, you've got to have an athletic program in general, uh, the facilities in general, and, and a lot of other things that accompany that if you want to be able to be com- truly competitive at that level. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know anyone who wants to make a jump and not compete. You know, yeah. it, it's not enough just to be there. You know, you've got to be there with some purpose. So, you know, I, I think App State, truthfully, is uh, is some distance away from that right now. Right now, to be honest, the Sun Belt Conference is um, right up at the top of, of the G5 level uh, of competition. Mm-hmm. I think as good as anybody. And, you know, I, uh, the, the, with the expansion that took place this year, I don't think that's done anything but, you know, strengthen the conference. So, you know, right now, I think uh, we'll just – take on the task of trying to get back to the top of the Sunbelt Conference. We've been there before, um, have not been the last couple of seasons, and I know that's a priority for this team. And, you know, uh, playing a game at Texas A&M certainly helps us to prepare for the level of competition we're going to see in conference. But uh, right now, I can promise you the Aggies are the only thing on anyone's mind. No doubt. And Chase Bryce, obviously looking at him, he's coming off a big opener against – UNC with six touchdown passes. What areas of his game do you feel like in year two he's kind of maybe taking that next step forward and and, and getting more comfortable? Um, well, you know, I, there are a couple of things at play. You know, look, number one, uh, Chase is a really good person, uh, first and foremost. Yeah. He came in here. He earned his team's trust last year uh, enough to the point that even after being here for only one year, the team voted him as a captain for this season. I think that says a lot about his character. Uh, he has made it about the team, not about himself, even though he's been at Clemson, he's been at Duke, he's been, you know, in some high profile places. You know, I, as far as this year goes, another big factor is um, we're currently on our fifth offensive coordinator in five years. Uh, Kevin Barbe came from Central Michigan. Um, and uh, Kevin brings some unique perspectives. He did some things on Saturday that are a little unique to our offense. Uh, and I think that opened up the game for Chase quite a bit. The other thing Chase is is working with is we had four receivers graduate last year who uh, totaled about 9,000 yards of receiving collectively during the careers at App State. So a big transition took place, and he's really embraced that. Uh, he completed passes uh, to 12 different receivers on Saturday. He threw six touchdown passes, and every one of those went to a different target. So, you know, he hasn't let the transition of, uh, of receivers slow him down at all. In fact, I, I don't know, maybe it's almost um, kind of freed him up. And he's just you – know, he was slinging the ball all over the field. The numbers kind of speak for themselves. Um, I don't think it's the kind of game we wanted to have to play, but it was what we ended up needing to do. And I, I got to be honest with you, at the, at the end of a game where North Carolina knew what was coming, I, they just couldn't stop and, um, you know, I, I, I think I see in Chase maybe someone who's uh, who's playing with, you know, maybe a little more swag this year than he did last season. It seemed like there was really a, a point of emphasis, especially early in the game, to get the ball out of his hands early and get him in some of those playmakers and, and get them out in space. Do you, do you foresee that could be something they they look to do against A&M as well, especially with that front? Well, I mean, I, I think everyone understands the the defensive line talent that, that Texas A&M has. So, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be a little bit of a feeling out period where, you know, uh, we have to determine how well our offensive line is able to protect Chase. Um, last Saturday against North Carolina, they did, a, they did a really good job of it. 
Um, we were blocking with primarily our five-man offensive front, allowed us to get the tight ends and running backs out into patterns, uh, and they were huge in the game. We, we had 10 completions to tight ends and running backs on Saturday. So, uh, you know, if we, can, if, we can, if we can free those guys up to get out into pass patterns instead of having them stay in and block, uh, I think that's big, but I, I do foresee maybe, you know, some things that get the ball out of Chase's hands quickly, maybe get it out on the perimeter a little bit and, and try to create some one-on-one situations out there um, so that we can gauge, you know, just how much pass pressure Texas A&M is going to create. You mentioned that running game, obviously. Um, who are some couple guys to keep an eye out out there? And, and, and they were obviously tough to bring down as well against North Carolina. Yeah, uh, you know, we've kind of got starters one and one A, and I, I yeah. really couldn't tell you who's one and who's one A, frankly. Um, Cam Peoples started the game um, on on Saturday. Cam's a little bigger. He's about 6'2", 220. Um, uh, more than, I think he's probably around 23, 2400 career rushing yards now. Um, you know, Cam is uh, kind of a downhill runner. Um Likes to get out on the edge, kind of that outside zone run. Uh, if you if you don't come up prepared for that stiff arm, he might put you on the ground with it. Um, just hard to tackle. Um, the other running back who who had over 100 yards on Saturday is Nate Noel. Nate's a little uh, a, a just incredibly quick, um, quick cutting, smaller back. Uh, a lot of times, I think defenses have a hard time locating him because he can kind of get in behind that offensive line. And the next thing you know, that was him that just went past you. He's very quick, accelerates down the field, uh, broke a long touchdown run against North Carolina. So uh, they're, they're very different types of runners, which I think is one of the strengths is, you know, as soon as you get used to one of them, here comes the other one and he runs completely differently. And then I'm going to add a third name in here. Um, Datrick Harrington is a six year uh, running back for us. And, Datrick's had a, a really interesting story. He's, he's had a couple of ACL tears. Uh, he's had a broken foot at one point during the season. Um, in 2020, actually, Datrick in the middle of the season was actually leading the Sunbelt Conference in rushing yardage and had an ACL injury there. So he came in uh, around the third quarter. We were down by 20, and, um, and, and Datrick came in and really had a great series where he tore off about two or three 10-plus yard runs. And I really felt like he re-energized that offense. Uh, we scored on that drive, got the ball back, scored again, and, you know, we were right back in it. So, you know, we've really got three guys with a lot of experience, all of whom who have been, you know, near the top of the Sun Belt and rushing. Those three guys will be the primary ones you guys will see on Saturday. Gotcha. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk a little bit on the defense side of the ball for Appalachian State as well. Stay tuned. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back into the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am joined by 
David Ware again. David, looking at the um, defensive side of the ball, what big adjustments do you feel like Appalachian State has to make in this game? Obviously, they tried to bring more pressure in the second half against North Carolina. What what adjustments do you feel like they'll they'll try to make in this game? Well, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's adjustments per se. I mean, number one, and, and head coach Sean Clark said this pretty directly after the game, and he said it to me again uh, after his press conference on Monday. You know, there were just a lot of mental breakdowns, especially in the secondary. Um, those guys have got to be better. And, uh, you know, you can look at the numbers and the score and, and understand that was not App State's best defensive game by far. And, and, look, here's the thing. This is a defense that has been top 30 in FBS – uh, in total defense every year since we moved up to FBS in 2014. So, you know, it's very atypical, but we we have undergone some uh, some player transitions, some guys who were back there for a long time. Uh, and you've got guys that are talented but are in new situations. You know, you can practice all you want. It's not like being in the game. Uh, you just – you can't replicate it all, and you certainly can't replicate – being on the field in College Station. So, you know, uh, they're going to be some some learning curves that guys are going to go through, but they're going to have to pick up the pace quickly. And, and Sean made an emphasis of that for this week. So I, I don't know that we'll change the way we play. We just have to play better. Along the defensive front, Sam Houston State um, kind of gave A&M some, some problems up front, especially with some of those twists and stuns. Um, I'm sure that's something that that Appalachian State will take a look at as well. What do you think? How do you think they might try to attack A&M along the deep, the offensive line and, and up front to try to slow down the running game? Well, I think it'll be a lot the same way, not necessarily because they saw Sam Houston do it, but because that's the way we play. Um, you know, we tend to we tend to have defensive linemen that aren't as uh, aren't as bulky uh, as maybe you guys are are certainly used to seeing. Uh, we do rely on speed. We do, you know, I, it's not, I wouldn't call it terribly exotic. They're going to slant uh, and do some of that stuff and try to get into gaps. But, you know, it, it's really about our nose, uh, nose tackle being able to consume some blockers in those A gaps. And then, you know, we want to bring pressure from the outside, but, you know, playing in a 3 4, uh, which will look a little bit like a 4 3 to you guys because we have an edge rusher, Nick Hampton. Uh, who's technically an outside linebacker, and he does have responsibilities. He'll drop out sometimes, but you know, for the most part, he is an edge rusher and a really good one. Um, and then, you know, we use a, a field side outside linebacker almost as kind of a quasi a hybrid type of position. Uh, that's a guy that can come down, defend the run, but can also drop back into pass coverage. So, you know, we're going to run some different looks, but, you know, it, I wouldn't call it uh, probably making adjustments, you know, necessarily to fit Texas A&M. Uh, again, we just want to do what we do, but do it better than we did last week. Gotcha. And looking at this, um, just kind of taking an overarching perspective, what do you feel like are some of the keys? If, if Appalachian State is going to come into Kyle Field and, and have success and, and um and stay in this game. What do you feel like are some of the keys that they need to accomplish this week? Well, I'm, you know, there's some keys that that travel. They go, you know, they, they apply to every single game. You got to take care of the ball. You know, you turn the ball over, you're dead. Uh, we we can't afford to lose possessions, especially to an offense that's as potentially explosive as A&M's. Um, you know, secondly, you know, again, we've, we've got to be able to match the physicality. And to be honest with you, you know, in, in all the games, some of which you mentioned, you know, we play at Tennessee, we take them to overtime. We take Penn State to overtime. Two-point game in Miami last year. Um, you know, all of those things occur because we're able to come in, even though we're not a Power 5 team, 
but match the intensity and match the physicality of power five programs. And I think that that's been a, a real key to it, but, you know, we've just got to execute. Um, and, and this past Saturday, you know, you saw an offense that executed, they scored nine touchdowns and 13 possessions. So, you know, that part of it, uh, I, I think we've got certainly some momentum and some, and should have some confidence built up um, defensively. We've just got to make sure that we're playing good assignment football. Our defense is one that, really does rely on all 11 guys and it's hard to hide uh, a bust and that happened too often on saturday we got to tackle better um we've got to find some good ways to create pressure without necessarily compromising the back end of the defense you know we started bringing inside linebackers in the second half and and it, it did increase the pressure on north carolina the the trick to that though is it also increases the pressure on your secondary um and you know drake may became a much better runner at quarterback because the linebacker who would have been assigned to stop him when he broke the pocket was back there chasing him. And, you know, those are always trade-offs that you don't want to have to make unless you have to. So, you know, I, but I think, you know, we just have to play our game and, um, and, and make sure that we limit any big plays from Texas A&M. Haynes King's obviously a guy that brings some of the similar mobility to the table as, as Drake may, how much do you think they'll lean on maybe, what what worked and what didn't work against Drake May and try to bring it over this week when they, they go against a guy like Haynes King? Yeah, I, you know, he does have – I noticed a lot of similarities in their games uh, uh, as well. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is, is trying to make sure that you close that pocket down. Uh, force him to stay in there. Force him to maybe get, you know, a little bit of the happy feet going – see if you can move him off his spot, but, you know, moving him off his spot within uh, a contained pocket. Um, and, you know, I, the other thing I noticed that Sam Houston, and, and I understand this, you know, was probably the, the smart thing to do. You know, they were playing center field against you guys. They, you know, they weren't blitzing a lot. They were dropping their linebackers way back into coverage, um, you know, further than was probably, uh, was probably healthy. And, and you guys just ate them up out of the slot, a lot of crossing routes. Um, you know, those are things where we have to be able to play a little bit closer to the line and, you know, maybe hopefully disguise some coverages. Um, you know, I, I know that King did uh, did drop a couple of balls into the wrong jersey. Um, he did. And, you know, he seems like a little bit of a gunslinger. So, uh, you know, if you can if you can make him think he's seen one thing and he's actually seeing the wrong thing, uh, then, you know, maybe you can create some turnovers. That's certainly been part of our defensive success over the years. So. You know, I, I again, I think you, but it, none of it matters unless we take care of good assignment football, and that's you know that's something that has to improve this week. Fundamentals, it's all where it starts, right? It all starts up front, tackling and 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 getting the assignments right. Um, David, thanks again for for joining us on this. That'll do it for this edition of the Gigum Twenty Four Seven Sports Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get a notification each time a new video drops. You can also listen to us on Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher and, and give us a five-star review on there as well. If you like the podcast, we'll be back next, next week to break down the Appalachian state game and look ahead to a huge matchup with Miami at Kyle field until then, David, thanks again for joining us and, uh, and we'll see you all next week. Great to be with you. Sunday. 
You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.